0: From Studio C in the 511 Studios, located in the Brewery District in downtown Columbus, this is Note to Future Me. Hi, I'm Brett Johnson, owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. In this episode, I have the fortune to talk to Katherine Klein, who uh, co-hosts the podcast Illumination Bureau Podcast. Don't you love that name? It is a podcast uh, from the business creative portfolio. Uh, business partners Kristen Harris and Catherine uh, are co-hosts of the podcast, Uh, Interesting dynamic between the two. Kristen and and Catherine do two different things in that business, but Catherine had the idea to bring her into this podcast to talk about both uh, content that's geared toward the talent that they help find jobs for, as well as their business clients and helping them uh, create a culture and and be able to um, hire more efficiently. and, and Many, many topics that can go both ways. Uh, with the different audiences that they have with this podcast, and and they both bring that uh, line of thinking to the podcast, so they balance each other out, which makes a, a great combination. Along with some guests occasionally, uh, a great interview uh, talking about how that podcast came together, as well as you know how far, how much information do you give away, and and or is it information you're already talking about to your clients? and to your talent already so it's out there it, it's a fine line and we talk about, a little bit about that as well too but it's the podcast illumination bureau podcast and i really thank katherine for being a part of this podcast and and hopefully you enjoy and learn as well as i did as i always start off with is i ask what nonprofit are you supporting
1: as far as nonprofits, the ones that we support are usually geared towards the creative community. Um, we are very entrenched in the um, anything that belongs to the arts, to advertising, marketing, that sort of thing, because that's that's where we come from. I mean, that's where our souls lie. And I think you get the most benefit out of giving when it comes from a very personal place. Right. Um, so for us, that is definitely one avenue that we, we lean towards. So um, one of those would be like the Greater Columbus Arts Council, for example. I also serve as a board member on that. We're a firm believer in don't just write the check. How can you get involved? So that's also a little bit of what we do. Um, We also get involved on um, things that involve business. So we're members of the Columbus Chamber. Um, I am also um, on their board and... um, Again, like to have a little say in where my money goes, sort of thing. <laughs> so and that's, participate. that's actually mean, a good way of looking you know, at that, isn't you, it? You, yeah. just, you have to participate yeah. and right. and you know and get involved with what you believe in. Because there's nothing worse to me than you know if someone just asks you for money and then you never have a relationship or you don't have any involvement.
0: Well, the, um, imp- the impact of the give exactly, sure. exactly,
1: and another one that I belong to is on the National Association of Women Business Owners, and I mean that's for obvious reasons. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but that I also believe in their mission and what they do, and I, like I said, I take these things personally, and that's that's where a lot of our involvement in and some of that kind of you know tentacles out a little bit where you know we have done clothing drives for Dress for Success. Um, hmm. That is also you know something that helps women get in business and things like that. We have um, done drives for. Um, both choices and for um, Nationwide Children's Hospital, we provide, you know, creative things for the children at Nationwide. You know, they're stuck in bed and they're sick and they All need right. things to do. So, um, nothing is better to break up their day than to do a craft. Or in some cases, with the older children, which some people forget about, is to do some journaling. So we provide them with journals and you know, colorful pens and pencils and things like that. And then for choices, that that is just um close to um, my heart, um and. Um. there's nothing worse than, you know, not being home and not having a Christmas, you know, right. um, I mean. and I, I, I grew up relatively poor. So it was sometimes a bit of a crapshoot whether or not yeah. you know, you're going to get what you wanted for Christmas. Right. But to be forgotten entirely or because your circumstances don't allow that, I, I, I feel that, you know, that is something that we do, too. And we also put a little bit of a spit on that and try to think of toys that are creative, Um, so imaginary toys, so like a lot of action figures and Legos and Mm. things like that. So they can kind of expand their imagination and just kind of escape their situation for a while. So you're not in the
0: office very often, are you?
1: You know, (laughs) it it feels like it sometimes, but uh, most days I am there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of office, let's talk about Portfolio Creative. Give us a little background of that.
1: Portfolio Creative has been around since 2005 and we have been servicing the creative community, um, finding people, um, talent essentially people that are in the creative industry and that's all we specialize in so anything in advertising and marketing that is what we fill um when we started out and this is what kind of blows me away is like um i think about 15 years ago i mean a lot of the people that we are starting to help now were just children (laughs) and um now we're finding work for them um but essentially when we started um both my business partner kristen harris and i um, came from the marketing area uh, we had been had doing that for many years and decided there was a need to fill um, just in finding talent and um, finding, you know, um, the jobs for people. I worked as a freelancer for years. I also worked in corporate America. Kristen worked a lot in corporations, and it was always just finding that right freelancer for the right price, the right cultural fit. And um, we we felt that if there could be somebody to do that service— Um, It would just really help out in a lot of aspects. And we started with just copywriting and graphic design, and that has now since exploded into everything digital and social and um, content. And, um, yeah, there's really kind of no end to what we place now.
0: That's great. Yeah, I I can imagine it's grown
1: exponentially, like in the last five years probably, if nothing else. And, And what really surprised us is that we thought we knew just about every creative person in town. And that might have been, you know, a database of 100 people. It's like, oh, that's that's everybody. But then, you know, 15 years later, you got thousands and thousands of people. And they're all really good. So, I mean, this is really a fantastic town and a time to be in Columbus just because um, business and creative is going crazy. It's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: You've got a podcast, Illumination Bureau. You've mm-hmm. got to tell me how you got that name. <laughs> I love that name, though. I love it. I want, but how did how'd you come across I like,
1: wanted something that, you know— um, Kind of evokes ideas, so that would be like illumination, like okay. you're, like sparking ideas and things like that. And bureau, I just liked it just because it, it sounded very, you know, spy like and and <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> all right, you know, have a yeah. little kind of a sexy twist to sure. it. So, I'm with the IB. Um, that, <laughs> right. that and you know, it was available as a trademark, well, so there's cool. always that too. So um yeah, I did for something just about it that just really resonated. I like it. Like, let's talk about ideas. Let's talk about. Um, you know, it being its own little sort of organization, if you will. And we started it out initially many years ago, being a little bit of an educational tool for the creative community, you know, like it would involve like um, training some software and things like that. Um, It didn't get the traction that I really wanted. So we kind of, you know, um, gave it a little bit of a resurrection when it came to um, the Mm podcast. I mean, I still really love the name. It still kind of fell in line with, you know, being educational and things like that. So um, we stuck with that. And so far, it's taken off
0: Yeah. So well. Talk, so talk about that transition. How, how? Why not a blog? Why not a vlog? Why did you go with a podcast with that?
1: Well, for many years, people had told us, you know what you guys need to do is write a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, um, everybody writes a book. And it's, this is not to disqual people who have written a book. I think, you know, getting your information out there is super important. But the time invested for that and a little bit of the cost that was involved in that, and then you're kind of you know, banking all this money on something that may or may not work. Um, If you got, you know, something solid to sell, and I have read plenty of books and they are all fantastic, then absolutely positively write a book. And then we were thinking maybe it needed to be more of a workbook, you know, something that people could kind of follow along and fill out and things like that. And we have done blogs and things like that for a long time. But a little bit of the twist on this was, um, or at least what kind of sold it for me in my own head, because it was you know, kind of my idea. <laughs> There's a lot of information that we have that we um, give out to people for free that helps them get a job or helps them find a good cultural fit. And we say that over and over and over again. Here's how you prepare your resume. Here is how you do an interview. Here are the questions you should expect. Here's how you should answer them. So the first 10 are totally dedicated to finding a job. And we figured once we had those out, we, we could stop there and just keep sending those out to people. And if people call and say, well, can I give me some ideas about my resume. We can definitely talk to them, but also listen to this podcast. It'll give you, you know, the top tips about getting your resume together. Um, So once we completed those 10, we're like, you know, there's a few other things we'd like to talk about. And we started making that geared a little more towards our clients and what they should look for as far as hiring and the hiring process and how to sell yourself as a company. Because I think sometimes people come in and they expect the talent to sell them, themselves to the company, whereas the company kind of needs to sell themselves to the talent too, especially in job markets where it's tight. And people have choices, and they're very particular. You know, if they're not um, sold on your company, they're not going to say yes, or they're going to pick somebody else because, like, you know, what I just like the vibe at this place better. And then you start thinking, what was wrong with our vibe? <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right, exactly. Um,
1: so we we discuss you know topics like that, um, just you know, to kind of close a deal on some of these um, these job quests that people are on.
0: I love that you had a roadmap of – you had your first 10 podcasts done.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Basically. Basically, yeah. Where I know a
0: lot of businesses are enamored by this idea.
1: Right. And it but was – And it
0: probably is deserved of their time, but they don't know where to go with it.
1: Oh, you'd be surprised. And yeah. how much a lot of it has changed to – or just some of the real basic things that people mm-hmm. just don't think about. Because you don't look for a job every day. You don't hire a person every day. So you're like, oh, man, I haven't looked for a job in five years. I have looked for a job in 10 years. Where do I even start with this resume? What's going to look good? What are the buzzwords? Um, so just kind of getting that um, – refreshment course, if you will, of how to do that. I think people find that pretty beneficial.
0: Exactly. So you have a co-host. How did you, <laughs> was that a process of, okay, you're going to be it?
1: Kind of, yeah. You
0: sit down, <laughs> we're doing this kind of yeah, thing? Okay, um, okay. Yeah,
1: Kristen and I are uh, business partners um, and we're 50-50 and it works, which, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are surprised with, but we just know our, our we stay in our lane really well, I guess. And we always joke that um, I'm the outside voice and she's the inside voice. So I always do all the outside marketing. I'm the one that handles like the sales and goes to the events. And Kristen handles a lot of the internal processes and spreadsheets and all the things I don't like. And I handle all the things she doesn't like. So um, a big part of it is the client and the talent. Uh, we My strength has always been the client side. Hers has always been the talent side. So, yeah, I'm saying I'm doing this podcast and you have to sit here and do it because <laughs> I need your expertise, too, you know, in order for this to be good. And um, it, it is about the company and it's a, it is about our specialization. And um, we have had a couple of guests, but typically it's just our own expertise. It's a little bit I mean, it's basically, you know, the book we would have written, but it's now in podcast form. Mm-hmm. And the reason we came up with that first 10, I mean, those were really gonna be like the first 10 chapters of our book was how to find a job. And then we would have like a second half that might have you know or a separate book entirely that would right. be all about clients and things like that so it's it's just kind of like um like i said it's it's just a verbal of our of our it's like we're almost reading our Book to you, right <laughs> on right. the fly. Well, she said, yeah,
0: it. I mean, you, you, you both are great at it. I mean, Coase, I think, a, a yin and a yang. Obviously, honestly, Well, you said something about that, you know, she has she's the inside voice. Yes, does that mean that she was a little bit mike shy as well? too? I mean, did she come begrudgingly or just like, okay, yeah, I know we need to do this? I'll, I'll I'm on board, I guess. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was,
1: she was pretty much into it, Good. but she, she. Was like, okay, but this is your thing, and okay. I will I will come in, I will talk, and then I will walk out. I'm done. Out.
0: <laughs> I tapped out. Okay. Right. Yeah, sure. So um, were you discussing any return on investment on influence factors when you were doing this initially? Kind of um, like, okay, what do we want this podcast to do for us? Other than, of course, a book initially.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> Ten right. chapters
0: we know we've got done. <laughs> right. But beyond that, after the first ten, what, what was that return on influence, return on investment in your mind?
1: Um, I think it is, and probably will at least be for a while, um, us just sharing our expertise. I think, you know, having been in the business for 15 years in a really specialized field, it does have give us a lot of insight. And if we can share that insight with more and more and more people, that's the big thing. And I, and I think with businesses in general, um, one of the big ways to set yourself aside apart from everybody else is to be that more of an expert or have some sort of specialty or, or just thing that makes you different that, and why would people, I was like, you know, there's, you know, 50,000 plumbers in Columbus. Why are you going to call this one? Mm-hmm. Typically it's by like by referral, somebody else refers them, but there's gotta be something else that's a standout. Sometimes it's, you know, placement, you're, sometimes it's a website, something, it's something else. So we have to always be looking at, um, how are we still going to set ourselves aside from everybody else that is doing staffing, for example. So, um, that was a big part of it.
0: Right. Well, and you initially said, I think off mic, and maybe on. I'd have to listen to the podcast again. <laughs> um, that you know, you're not the only game in town now,
1: right? Right. Uh, you when, know, when you
0: started, when you we were. started,
1: we were, and um, we we could definitely you know planted our flag in that. And then um, because you know staffing is, in, in many cases, a numbers game. It, it was not difficult for our competition to start saying, yes, we're doing creative staffing too. And it, it got really hot. Everybody else was, I mean, in the country was you it. So It wasn't just Columbus. But suddenly, you know, people caught wind that you could staff out creative people, too. Um, So you made it look so easy. Oh, it's so easy. (laughs) Um, And and we have been asked, you know, a couple of times, would would we ever expand in anything else? And, you know, then it becomes a job for me. You know, I I love being in the creative space. I love specializing in this. This is where my heart is. I mean, I'm a creative. I've a a fine arts degree. Um, I wanted to be an artist. You get get it. it. I am in it. it. And I I don't. I don't want it to ever be a job. Um, and this is still fun, so we will always stay in this space. But again, you know, you have to c- have the competition that c- creeps in, and how do you, you know, still stay relevant after right. all of that? Well,
0: that makes it easier in the podcast episodes too,
1: right? Absolutely, because
0: you get it. You're you're, you're kind of living their lives
1: exactly. <laughs> outside.
0: But I've been there, and maybe Absolutely. it was. I mean, maybe it was a dozen years ago. I, I was it, there, but it, yeah. I know what what you've gone through because it's still it's still there. The and I and I situation. yeah,
1: and I know what it's like when you show your portfolio. And somebody doesn't like it, you know, and you're like, yeah. I, I am this, I'm taking this so personally because mm-hmm. this is my heart and soul on this page or on this screen and you don't like it, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's, or you're not really confident. Like I did this. I, we, and then we get this all the time where people come in, well, I did this and I, you know, I think it's okay. And I'm like, I'll look at it and be like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know exactly who you need to talk to. And um, that's like, I said, that's where it kind of becomes fun where I can kind of be that and my team. Um, be that middle person and all of that.
0: All right. So, how is your topic strategy from the end of the first ten? Mm-hmm. How are you st- uh, strategizing those out?
1: Well, um, we has, we started with kind of like what are the biggest pain points for people, and we just essentially made a list. Um, we kind of like to separate it out rather than it being c- continuation. I know some mm-hmm. people do. We'll do a podcast where it's like this is part A and this is part right. B. Right. Um, some people don't listen to things in in order so you know we will try and really narrow down topics to say we're only covering this part maybe of topic a um like you know hiring for culture or something like that well that's huge Mm -hmm. and we could probably do five podcasts on that but we have broken those down into like five different ones for example and we'll pepper that throughout and weave some other ones in and things like that but it's usually like whatever the hot topic is sometimes things come pop up in linkedin or they're in the news and Mm -hmm. everybody is like well what do you think about that and Um, You know, we'll definitely talk about that. If people call with a specific question or, you know, contact us with a specific question, we'll definitely move that to the top of the list. We're like, well, somebody wants to know. Let's look into this and try and put a podcast out.
0: Right. How are you allowing and letting the podcast to show your expertise? And also that's a a little bit beneath that is how do you not give away too much? (laughs) Um, Or or is that not really a problem? Just let it out there we that we always do this
1: well we're yes so i i get that and i you know i guess i would not share things that are you know like business based you know how we right. run the business right. but um some of the other stuff like i said is probably common knowledge or should be known i mean you can easily look mm-hmm. some of this stuff up um but we try and put it in a way where it it you know information is just very approachable and personal and um you know, and really trying to organize it into bite-sized pieces. I mean, we have some podcasts that, you know, go on for 45 minutes and some that go on for 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just basically just getting kind of that information out there in a way that is, you know, kind of digestible for everyone um, without making it too complicated. Right.
0: And the, the episodes that I listened to, I think I caught about five of them. Mm-hmm. And two or three of them had the same vein in mm-hmm, regards mm-hmm. to the culture and, right. and such like that. Right. It. To me, it sounded as though you weren't really giving away the farm.
1: No, it, you know, it was. It's, it's just some things to think about. Some and, things to
0: think about. Exactly. And, it wasn't, and I, and I wouldn't classify it as common knowledge, but it's one of those things well, to think <laughs> things to think about. You you've phrased it in a way that's like, well, yeah, I should be thinking of it that way. Or right. this is a two way street when you're interviewing the culture piece well, to it. You know that. They're concerned as much as I am about a fit. Right. They should be at least.
1: Right. And that's actually a really good point now that you you have said that too. You know, and maybe it it starts in a place that feels like common knowledge, but, you know, when people tell you necessarily, you know what you need to do and (laughs) you don't even know where to start, you know, it's like, well, I know I should, I I know I should cut out sugar, but you know, how do I even start that, you know, right? Uh, before you just kind of give up the whole thing or cut, you know, I need to cut out coffee and you have like these huge goals. It's like, well, you know what? Cut down to one cup a day. Or one dessert a day, you know, and, and don't think about eliminating, you know, we, like I said, I think we, I'm hopefully putting it into ways that people can kind of, you know, where it becomes real and manageable and people feel like they can actually do things. Right. Yeah. Like especially job career changes and stuff. I mean, sometimes, you know, people are like, you know, my, my particular industry is starting to, you know you know, fall away and nobody's mm-hmm. doing certain things anymore. And now I need to, you know, I have to get into digital because maybe print isn't as strong or the area of print that I'm in isn't as strong. How do I make a switch? You know, um, it's super scary stuff, but it's so doable. And we, we're we hoping that we're telling people how they can actually do that.
0: Right. Well, in, in your target audience, well, who'd you say you're dealing with both your clients and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. well, both your the people you're trying to find a job for, yep. as well as businesses that are hiring, right. how do you balance that out with the podcast? Because I know there are podcasts that are, are talking directly to both those audiences, depending on the flavor of the podcast.
1: Right. And we try and do that. You know, that is a bit intentional. Like I said, you know, I'm Kristen mostly dealt with the talent. I mostly dealt with the clients. So with each topic, we just start approaching that with, you know, you talk about it from a talent standpoint, and I'll throw in some commentary. Then the, com- the conversation may switch to where now I'm applying it to what clients might be looking for, and Kristen will... You know put her two cents in on that so with each topic we try and at least cover it not all are like that um but like even if we you know if we're doing one on resumes for example um, you know, what do you look for as a, as a client? You know, what what sort of things are important to you and how do you sift through like a, a three-page resume? Or if you have, let's just say 100 resumes that come in, how do you get through those really quick and really spot things and not just pass over something that could have been a really good fit?
0: Right, and on the other side... The,
1: uh, so you got to make sure it, that they are you know, There's
0: something eye-catching that they exactly, don't flip through and they don't just exactly. put you to the side. Yeah, blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah. And it's I think that's, that's pretty much... Every interview situation, mm-hmm. is, but I think it's even more to the creative, right? Much more to the creative because it's you're laying your you're laying it out there,
1: right? Well, it's and not Everything. only is it, is it visual, so you want to make sure it visually yeah. is appealing, but you have to remember that sometimes to the um, art director or the hiring manager is not the one that gets the resume right away; it could be um the hr person and so you have to make sure it passes them first and Mm. then gets to the you know the hiring manager so how do you make that and and you could just tell people you know what you have to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right, right. and then
1: people are like well how do you do that well we're hoping that we're telling people how to do it (laughs) exactly
0: exactly uh your marketing strategy social media and such what are you doing
1: um, well, we, um, start out by ha- trying to get one out, a new podcast every week. Okay. And once we do, we announce that on all of our social media with a, just kind of a brief description of what we're covering, um, and, and hoping that, you know, that kind of catches fire there, but then everybody on my team will also share it. So it kind of goes out to, you know, Chris's network, my network, mm-hmm. the portfolio network, my team members network. Um, and uh, you know, again, if the topic resonates, that's great. And we do watch to see, you know, which ones are the more popular, which ones maybe we need to dig into a little more. Um, but essentially, it's just, you know, us just doing it that mm-hmm. that causes the traction. All
0: right. And you are recording there at your office. We are. What kind of equipment are you? And I know this is nuts and bolts stuff, but this is what I want to bring out to listeners, businesses that may be looking at mm-hmm. it and going, yeah, this is the first step. You can do it. At your office.
1: Absolutely. If there
0: are facilities and places to do that. So describe what you're, what you're doing, how you're using, and, and, and how that all works for you.
1: Well, um, what we did is, I, you know, first Googled it, mm-hmm. you know, making a podcast. And you can start literally by just talking it into your iPhone. Yep. <laughs> and then you put it on a computer and you can, you know, do any editing and start, you know, pushing it out that way. Um, we wanted something that was a little more, you know, more of a better quality so we have a couple of small rooms at our office that are used for interviews and things like that. So we have the complete setup there, so it works out really well. So nice. it's a small room, so you're not having a lot of echo and and things like that. Um, and uh, essentially, we got two mics, two headphones, and a board to plug it all in. And there's a computer that is in that room too um, that runs GarageBand, and um, we just start talking. And what I and granted, it's it's very very grassroots, but there's a couple of caveats I will add to that. One is I'm a bit of a techie, um, so I was able to kind of figure that out without a lot of frustration.
0: That's, a, that's an uphill um, if, if you're not if, into if, the software, and it, it can be very intimidating. And the software too, yeah. It can be. It
1: can be, and I, did, I will admit I did a couple of GarageBand tutorials to mm-hmm. get the effect that I want, but in doing this, and if you are setting up in your office, I will say be prepared to put some time into it mm-hmm. There is and, and like it. There is a lot to be said about hiring someone to help you. Um, I decided to take this on myself initially, and maybe this is how people do do it initially, just to see how it feels. And if, you know, if you feel like, you know what, it, it's not the quality I want, it's not, you know, I, I, I can't do the editing on this because there will be some editing. I'm um, going to add your music and your intros and things like that. If it's not your your thing, don't, don't stress it. Just hire a, an expert for sure to do that. Um And I, I, I'm a firm believer, you know, stay in your space as far as what your strengths are. And like I said, I I felt confident enough to put this together on my own to do it. Um, but again, that's not for everybody, but for us, like I said, it it was, it was super simple. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I think I went to like, um, I ordered some stuff from Amazon, I think I got the, the board to plug it all in at like Guitar Center or something like that. I mean, they have all this stuff. But again, you got to know how to hook it up. So you right. either take the time to read it and have the time to troubleshoot it. Or again, like I said, you just kind of show up or have somebody show up and, and do it for you. Yeah. And there are people that will help you set it up, too. But for me, this was kind of a little bit of a pet project of mine. Partially, I think, just to see if I could do it. Um, you know, having grown a business myself, maybe I just needed a new challenge or something. Right. Sure. Um, everything got too day to day for me, so I thought mm-hmm. I had to give myself some some sort of challenge. Well, but
0: it's that it, it's that creative piece in you too, though.
1: You know. Yeah.
0: You, you, you open up the garage right. man software and going I'm like, Ooh. this could be fun.
1: <laughs> right. You know, and not you everybody's going to do that. They're going to go, oh, right. They won't. They won't. <laughs> so yeah. So it doesn't excite you. You know, don't don't fool yourself. But for me, it it was fine. And like I said, it's it's a great you know gateway. To get into podcasting to see if you like it, um, because if if you don't, you know there's. Plenty of other ways you could spend your time and right. money,
0: and I think it might be worth the, the jump into it doing it yourself because then you understand that the time it does. Well, you have a better appreciation of the person that does those yes. sorts of things, mm-hmm. and you also maybe have a, once you take that off your plate and you outsource it, mm-hmm. you have a better conversation with that person too, absolutely. and understanding what they need from you to mm-hmm. do the edit properly or the mix of the music or how low, how right, high right, that right. sort of thing, or uh, what you in want in and out of the podcast. I, I think it's I think it's worth that little pain point, absolutely. <laughs> Going in to do Absolutely. it because I think it, you're, you're going to help your outsourcing.
1: And it could be just, you know, start with you talking into a mic, you know, one person. Mm. But then, you know, if you start wanting to have a lot of guests or, or things like that, then it gets more complicated. Are you going to keep adding mics? Mm. Are you going to share mics? Are you going to, you know, so, yeah, you have to kind of know what, you're, what, what you what you want to start with, maybe what you grow into, mm. um, or what you want to just – maybe you want to start all in, you know, and – there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think there's a point, too, that knowing you can evolve with this. The first absolutely. one, your first episode doesn't have to sound no. like the 20th. You evolve. <laughs> right. The sound is better. You <laughs> right. Actually, the co-hosts probably work better together after 20 episodes as well. Oh,
1: absolutely. You, you start know, getting you, you a You see that evolution. You're abso- right. Yeah.
0: You know who goes first. You know how mm-hmm, she is mm-hmm. going to answer. Right. You know right. that already, and you're prepared to make it a very nice, flowing conversation that it's exactly what you want as an yes. end, end yes. product, too. Uh, your your hosting company. Who did you decide to go with?
1: We decided to go with Podbean. Okay, um, and that, again involved a lot of research, so mm-hmm. you put some time in that. But I gave that task to our marketing person, okay. and um,
0: and you understand why I asked you that question <laughs> when I gave you the <laughs> gave you the questions ahead of time because it is it's it's got some research to it. Absolutely, to understand what you want that hosting company to provide you to help market.
1: Yes, it. and the reason I gave it to her was because once I was done with. You know the editing, and you know got it into a nice little format that I loved. I wanted to hand it off to her, and she was going to take it, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want any more involvement after that. So I wanted um, her to work with something that she was comfortable with, that you know was in a price point that made sense. Because it's interesting too, because I mean this was a whole world that I had not gotten into, but just how the price varies based on how many podcasts you want to do, how long they are, you know how much it gets you know circulated among into the world, and things like that. So we we found that that one. Work the best for the situation we have right now. Yeah, it's interesting
0: (laughs) that the hosting companies are becoming very defined among themselves as well, too. Because I know a a lot of those hosting companies now have the opportunity to have private podcast Mm -hmm. channels. Where if you just want to do an internal podcast to your company, you can just create one and click on it. That it's only use username, password, sort of thing. That was not the case no. five, six years ago. You're seeing a lot more of that. So they're evolving with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. podcast users and knowing that companies are coming into this, right. realizing, you know, it's not all about getting into iTunes
1: mm-hmm. or
0: Spotify. It's actually to create audio because I have offices across the country, and this is the most efficient right. communication tool that can be private. Absolutely. And that they can use on the road because it could it probably is being delivered to a force of salespeople. Right. More than likely. Right, which you, is
1: really a brilliant Idea,
0: yes. <laughs> that you that you can talk to them Monday morning, right?
1: They just plug and, in, and you know whether
0: it's an update, or a new product, mm-hmm. new, or, or just a reminder of whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You can talk to them for fifteen minutes, and right. you know that, and and you have a track of who is listening <laughs> and who's not, and and, and, and and not necessarily to be big big brother, but isn't it efficient? communication tool.
1: You know, and that's really true too. And I like it just from the standpoint of it's it's a lot cheaper than flying the sales team in, mm-hmm. to, you know, trying to do some new training or updating. I mean, it's a, it's a constant, you know, um, information stream. And like I said, it can be super cost effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. What do you, have you seen the biggest challenges in producing this podcast?
1: Um, Again, uh, time, time, okay. time. Mm-hmm. So um, when we initially started, it was, you know, we got an idea, let's go record it. And we had to get more scheduled with that. So we will record like four in one day and then they go out, you know, once a week for a month. I have to really think about that five day or the five week month. <laughs> I don't think we're and, that and, and the 29th <laughs> we'll of February extra. this year
0: too. Yeah. yeah exactly. All the, you know, oh, these nuances. Exactly. <laughs> what <yeah>. a rerun. <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. Uh, yeah.
1: You know what, or whatever. But, um, that has, has been, uh, the, it's been a lot better for us just to sit down, get all our talking done in a day versus trying mm-hmm. to, you know, I guess, find, um, minutes in the data to, 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 piece together. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a, it's a focused effort. You realize you got to put aside a couple of hours to do it. But I, again, that's worked out the best for us. Um, but that was, um, obviously our, right now our biggest challenge. So prior to that, it was just finding out where we were going to, who's going to host it. Hmm. Um, cause you want to make sure you get it right. You know, it, it's right. not something that you want to necessarily be, you know, signing a contract for a year and then you're like, Ugh, this is not right. what we wanted. So, right, right. um, so there was a little bit of that, but again, it's it's just the time for the research, the time to come up with topics, um, the time to record it, the time to edit it, <laughs> yeah, the time to get it to your marketing right. person to get it, you know, right. Um, so well, it's it's just it's his own life form of, of marketing, though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, future plans?
1: Um, I I think you know we're gonna start have to get to the point where we're gonna start getting you know we we're experts up to a certain point, so we'll have to get some more experts in. Um, but essentially, you know, I I think. You know, we would like it to still just keep expanding um, what our, what our knowledge is, things that just, you know, because new topics come up all the time. And, and, and I was just
0: going to say, you've got that influx that you're you're looking outside for questions that are being talked about Absolutely. in LinkedIn sphere or something like that. It's a like, great topic. Let's but, do it. So, but even in our space, I
1: mean, there's differences in like, you know, um, in HR issues and, you know, we haven't really gone down that road too much and um, legal issues and tax issues and, um, things like that. I mean, I come April or getting closer to April, I would love to do one just about how, you know, um, solopreneurs and freelancers should be, you know, getting ready for tax time. And maybe that's too late. Maybe I should be talking about it right now. Um, because I've been in that position where, you know, if you don't save enough money because you think you're just, everything's fine. It's like, no, you haven't been paying taxes all year. Right. You know, um, I've known a number of people to get stuck in that trap. So, yeah. you know, it, it might, uh, there's like really no end of topics we can do, but I would love to get, like I said, a few more experts to come in. I mean ultimately if you know people want to um start sponsoring it that would be great you know just mm-hmm. for you know uh, some additional income but um that's not really necessarily our main goal it is just to keep people up to date on the stuff that we learn um so they can be informed too.
0: All right. What advice would you give a business owner that's looking at this as a marketing tool?
1: I think it's you know for the cost it's pretty awesome you know and I I love that our personalities are kind of attached to this you know, which, um, you try and convey in a blog post, you know, cause I try to write all clever. Um, but I don't know if people in, are reading isn't it as that difficult.
0: Once you start doing a podcast, a blog is really hard, isn't it? It,
1: it kind of is because yeah. like I said, I, I can't, I can't get, you know, I can't laugh in this necessarily. If I'm typing LOL into a, you know, people right. could think I'm out of my mind, right? you know? Um, or like, I think I'm being clever, but mm-hmm. people might be interpreting it as something else. So, um, off putting or whatever, but, Um, Yeah, I I like the freedom of it a lot. And I I think there's just something very powerful about, you know, kind of capturing the personality of your business um, in a podcast and getting it out on air. I think you can really show how you feel genuinely feel about things on, you know, who you talk about things like from a very personal standpoint. I feel very personal about this business because, you know, I want to help the creative community and I am personally invested in this. Um, That's hard to, you know. Sent out in a postcard, you know, and people it say, is. "Oh, well, gee, I don't get it." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, it I'm trying is. to sell something else then too. Yeah,
0: and I think it's even hard to get through video.
1: I, yeah, I think I so really, too. I
0: really do because video is so staged.
1: It, it is staged. too. Lying, but the,
0: the, you know, it, it's about say, your voice too. That it's the is voice the voice without thing. the visual. The voice I, without the visual. I would agree. You have yeah. to start
1: eliminating some of the senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, there's nothing more genuine than when you can hear people, you know, you know, really emphasize something or have a, a, a light or a, or a dark sense, I guess, right. just to kind of understand, you know, what the, the perspective of the business is. I, like I said, I, I think, you know, with culture being so important and people making decisions um, who they're going to buy from based on, you know, whether or not they like somebody, I mean, it's what it really boils down to. There's no better way to kind of convey that, I think, than through a podcast. Right. All right.
0: Well, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Oh, it was you are so very, welcome. It was very illuminating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. But, uh,
0: but, but, but you and I had— I appreciate
1: uh, the opportunity. You, know,
0: you and I had talked earlier. We'd been uh, kind of part of another podcast that mm-hmm. I work with and such, and I, I knew I wanted to talk to you about yours uh, once the new year rolled around and get the holidays out of the way and oh, everything absolutely. like that. But um, it, it, this is the, the first one I've talked to in regards to— um, this category of business and how fast moving it can be as well, yeah. too, and, and your approach to it. So I really appreciate your, your insight and kind of peeling away a little bit about what you're you trying so to get welcome. accomplished. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. With over 600,000 podcasts available, your podcast needs to stand out immediately. By working with Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants, you get the one-year advantage. Your first episode will sound like you've been podcasting for a year. The podcast consultants at Circle 270 Media have over 35 years' experience in digital and traditional marketing, content creation, audio production, recording, and broadcasting. We strategically bring these worlds together and consult businesses who are implementing podcasting into their marketing strategy to grow their brands and businesses. Own your story. Engage and interact with your customers and clients. Grow your brand and business with your own podcast. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com.